Thank you for taking time to listen to our service. We're happy you've joined us today. Visit NBCOcala.com to find out more about who we are as a ministry or get information about upcoming events. There you can also discover all the convenient ways to partner with us financially. Thanks again for joining us. Enjoy the service. You may be seated. You may be seated. Well, we are glad you're all here. And again, Happy New Year to you. Um, I wanted to brag on the Lord real quick. Um, 2016, last year. Y'all remember last year? Um, Last year, 993 people made commitments to the Lord last, last year. Amen. Beautiful. Beautiful. Hey, lighting, we got all these people in the dark. Can we help them out a little bit there? All right. See what we can do for you. I'm trying to help y'all back there. All right, good. There they are. There, welcome these folks over, over here. There are. Good deal. Hey, we're starting a brand new series this, uh, this morning, and we'll go for about six weeks on this. And um, um, thank you for being here today. Don't miss this series. It's just vitally important. And then especially next week, I'm also going to be sharing with you some things regarding um, our vision initiatives that we launched this fall. Remember that vision is a God-given goal that is attainable through the plan, through the power, through the provision of God. And as we, and we have done this, as we accept that, as we embrace what we believe God wants us to do, I believe that the plan starts to unfold, the power starts to be released, the provision will come, and all of those things are beginning to happen. So next week, I want to be able to give you some update and then also share with you some important things as we launch into these initiatives um, that will require all of us to, you know, release our faith and be active and involved in and just some very exciting things are ahead. Now, remember that vision is not just a, a to-do list. It's not a checklist. It's not just a number of things we do. We do have initiatives. We have certain things that we feel like God is calling us to do. And, and we're going to put our backs and our hands to those things. Um, but ultimately, it's what it creates is what we're after. And that's what vision is. And that's why we put together this for you. Please get a hold of that. Go back over it again. Just... Do yourself the favor. Just read through this again. This should paint a picture in your heart and mind of what it is that God intends to do in and through Meadowbrook Church. That's why this is out on the wall as a mural. This is uh, also on our website with a beautiful video, and I'll read it to you there. And I just want to get that into our hearts. There are things that we do, but the vision is what we can see. It's what God is wanting to accomplish again in our lives and in our community. And so um, some important things I'll be sharing with you next week, and uh, you'll want to be here for that as, as well. Amen. Well, let's dive into frequency. Everybody say frequency. And our byline here is hearing God's voice above the noise. Now, right now, and we've chosen to use this word frequency, right now in the air, there are wave bands, there are transmissions, there are frequencies that are carrying um, noises, music, uh, words, voices, pictures, um, movies. We, we understand this a little bit more. We don't actually understand it. We use it a little bit more. You know, with Wi-Fi and downloading and and different things, it's like my grandma would have had a fit. She would have thought, there's no way you can get music out of the air without a wire. You know, that is the devil. She she would not have understood how you could walk around and have a phone with no wires on. How how does that happen? And all of these things are in the, they're in the air right now. 
And if you have the right equipment uh, and know-how, you can dial in, so to speak, and you can, um, you know, experience and use th- that information, those, those media that are, are in the air. There are, there are also other things that if not aligned just right, then you're going to have interference, you're going to have static and so forth. And so what we want to do in this series is learn to kind of dial in. You can tell when I grew up, can't you? Because every, every time I say dial in, I'm kind of doing this. But every time we, uh, we, have, we have God's voice and then we have a lot of other voices and a lot of noise. And we want to be able to hear God's voice. Can I get an amen, church? We, and, and not only do we want to, we need to. We need to hear God's voice. My subtitle for today would be that, the need to hear the need to hear, and that is such a great need, and we're going to get this all rolling today, and this will help us for not only the rest of the series, but hopefully the rest of your life. Look with me, if you will, in Isaiah 30, and let me say that God wants to communicate with you. Look at me just for a moment. God wants to communicate. God is a speaking God, and he wants to communicate with us, and we, we want to be able to hear him. It's vitally important that we do so. In Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21... The New International Version. It says, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. I love that because what we're getting is we're getting help from outside ourselves. and notice giving us direction. How many of you know we need some direction? We need direction. And so to have this direction come from God... This is the way, walk in it. Wouldn't you love that everywhere you go in life that God is showing you what to do and telling you where to go and the timing and everything of that? Then look in Hebrews chapter 3 verse 7. It says, therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, notice God is a speaking God. Today, if you will, help me out, if you will hear his voice. I like the way it's rendered in the uh, uh, message um, paraphrase. That's why the Holy Spirit says, Today, please listen. And so God is speaking and we want to be able to hear him. Now, we are all on a journey. So let's bring this down to application here. We are all on a journey. And really the journey for us as believers and for all of us really should be this, is that we're moving from where we are to where God wants us to be. How many of you know that will continue to be a journey? We don't arrive until we arrive. And so we continue to be on this journey. So what does that look like? How can we measure it? Um, From time to time, I tell you this. This is kind of how we can measure it. We'll become more and more like Jesus. Hopefully when traffic, somebody offends you in traffic, we're becoming more and more like Jesus rather than the other guy. You know? Um, More and more free from sin. Hopefully you're getting progress and becoming more and more free. And still, how do we measure that? What, what is some way we could summarize and measure the fact that we're moving from where we are to where God would want us to be? Now, I'm going to put something up on the screen here in a moment. We have said thousands of times in this church, and I want it to be fresh and real to you. Never, ever get tired of this because this is our destination. These are our goals as we're on this journey. So first of all, it would be happy. Help me out. Stable fruitful, blessed, so that we can be a blessing ultimately, so we can bring glory to God. So it's happy, stable, fruitful, 
blessed so I can be a blessing so I can bring glory to God. Amen. Amen. And we should be becoming more and more that. Now get this, get this. I cannot get there. I do not know how to get there on my own. Neither do you. No one does. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care who you know. I don't care what you have, what your name is, how pretty you are, whatever education you've had. I don't, it, you don't know. I don't care who your, your friends are. Google does not have this. Amen. I can't get there. I don't know how to get there. You can't get there. You don't know how to get there without God. Amen. Last night, some people tried to do some things that make themselves happy. And if you seek happiness outside of what God has prescribed for you, you won't be stable. And this continues to fall apart if we don't do it God's way. Bob your head if you know that's true. You've tried it, you know. And so all of this taken together, we can't get there. I don't know what it takes to get there outside of God. And so God does know, and he will direct us, and he wants to speak to us concerning these things. He said, we saw this in, we saw this in the, the verse in Isaiah, he said, this is the way. This is the way. And I believe that God will show us, this is the way to be happy, stable, fruitful, and blessed, so you can be a blessing, so you can bring glory to God. That's our goal. That's our, the destination of our journey. But we have no clue how to get on that road and stay on that road unless we hear from God. God. So the voice we do not want to miss in life is not always the loudest voice, but it's the most important voice. And it's the voice of God that is telling us, this is the way, this is the way walk in it. Amen. Look with me in uh, Romans chapter eight, just a second on Romans chapter eight. We cannot afford to miss that voice. We cannot afford to miss it. That's where insight is going to come. That's where direction is going to come. Correction is going to come. Courage, confidence, comfort, uh, timing. Did you know you can have the right direction and not know the timing? And, and we've got to hear from God on all of these issues. Listen to me. Every area of life, you and I need what God knows to be in our life. Amen. Romans chapter 8, verse 14 in the New International. It says, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. Now to help us see this a little more clear, I'm going to flip it, okay? The children of God are led by the Spirit of God. The children of God. Any children of God here today? The children of God are led by the Spirit of God. Now, He is leading whether or not you are following. Okay? And I think so often that could be the case. He is leading He's trying to lead the children of God, but we're not following well. And I don't think it's always rebellion. Sometimes it's we don't know how to recognize his leading. We don't know how to respond or receive his voice to us in these ways. He's trying to give us information and directions from heaven to help us here on earth. And the children of God are led by the Spirit of God. But again, he's leading. Sometimes I don't think that we're listening quite right. We're not, we're not getting it. I found this cartoon I wanted to show you. It says, I've got the test results back from your ear, doctor. You're not hearing impaired. You're listening impaired. <laughs> we're just not listening. 
And sometimes we don't know how to listen. So again, purpose of the series is to help us to dial in, to tune in to God's voice and to be able to tune, tune out some of the other voices that would lead us in the wrong way. Can I get an amen this morning? I want to ask you a question. Don't, don't answer it out loud. Just think about it just for a moment. What is the main difference between a believer and an unbeliever? Don't answer out loud. Just think about it. What's the main difference between a believer and an unbeliever? Think about it. You're probably thinking of things that are secondary. Well, one's going to heaven, one's going to hell. One goes to church, the other one doesn't. You know, that could fool you because there's a lot of believers don't go to church and there's some unbelievers going to church. So there's a lot of secondary kind of things. Here's the bottom line. What is the difference between a believer and an unbeliever? A believer has a personal relationship with God. It's the most important, most precious, most powerful thing you could ever have is a personal relationship with God. Now, with any relationship, if if it's going to be healthy, there has to be good communication. And God wants that healthy relationship with us. And so he provides every possible way that there could be good communication so that it could be healthy. As a matter of fact, hearing from God, don't let that spook you. Don't let that freak you out. Hearing from God, voices, all this kind of thing. We'll kind of qualify all of that as we go today. But hearing from God should be a distinguishing characteristic of a believer. It should not be, and religion has kind of misrepresented that, okay, if I can be so bold. Religion has kind of modeled, if not said, that there's only a few people that hear from God. And they're either up on the platform or they wear a special outfit or something else. And, and here's, here's the reality, that is not so. Um, and we're, we'll see this as we go along today. But the reality is it should, that's a distinguishing characteristic of the children of God, of a believer. The children of God are led by the Spirit of God, and we'll see more of this, more of this as we go along. Without hearing from God, think about this, if we don't hear from God, then when it comes to making decisions in life, we're going to make decisions at the same level that everybody else does. Yet as the children of God and as believers, we have an advantage. Y'all here? We have a huge advantage. But if we're not hearing from God, if we're, and you might be doing all the right stuff. You got a Jesus bumper sticker, Christmas, you got some Jesus jammies. You're here at church. You're listening to Christian radio. That's all well and good. And there are a lot of ways that God will speak to us. And we'll talk, we'll talk about those as we go along. But here's the thing. If you're not hearing from God for your decisions in life, you're going to be making them at a much lower level than you, than you need be. We have a massive advantage to be able to hear from God. But if we're not doing that, we will make decisions at a level that everyone else does. Amen. Amen. Look with me, if you will, in Isaiah 55. And let me say this to you. God has a, an incredible vantage point. God has an incredible vantage point. Look at this in Isaiah 55. The Lord says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. Look in verse 9. 
For as the heavens, I want you to note this word here, as the heavens are higher. Everybody say higher. He's, he's given us a, a comparison here. For as the heavens are higher than the earth. Any disagreement there? No. The heavens are higher than the earth. In the same way, so are my ways, what? Higher than your ways. And my thoughts, and it's implied, higher than your thoughts. So God's vantage point is way better than our vantage point. God's thoughts and ways are higher. Say it again, higher. Higher higher than ours. How much higher? He said as high as the heavens are. Now this word heavens in the Old Testament Hebrew is not the, the abiding place of God. It has to do with the sky and the curve of the sky, the arch of the vault over the globe. Look at this diagram that I found here on the atmosphere. Here we are right down here. There we are. So anything above this, anything above this would qualify as heavens. And it's higher. Everybody say higher. We've got the troposphere here. That's where all of our weather takes place. Uh, That is at its lowest high point is about seven and a half miles. Everybody say higher. So even if that's just the highest vantage point that God had, it's higher. You remember as little kids and you're growing and you I'm taller than you. No, you're not. And you back up to each other and, you, and you're that much higher. But you are what? Higher, taller. Okay, God's thoughts and ways are what? They're higher. And then we go on, we have others here. We've got the stratosphere. That's about 21 miles higher. Uh, the mesosphere, that's 50 miles the thermosphere, that's 195 miles. All of this is higher, higher, higher. Everything at heavens is higher. And he's saying as the heavens are higher, what he's saying is my vantage point is so much better than your vantage point. My thoughts are so much higher than your thoughts. Your ways, my ways are so much higher than your ways. Why would you miss out on what I can see and what I know and just make decisions down at this level where you can't see and you can't know? Here's my point. There are things that God can see that you can't see. There are things that God knows that you can't know. And you'll never see them and you'll never know them unless he shares them with you from his vantage point. This is why we've got to be able to hear God. Amen. Now, God knows and sees what we don't and what we can't without hearing him. But when we hear him, and he wants us to hear him, and that's what this whole series is about, then we're going to be able to know some things that we otherwise would not know. But it's been, quote, radioed into us. You know, God will let us know and show us things. Amen. Otherwise, do you know what you're going to do? You've got a decision to make. And you might be at church every week and all of those things. But if you're not hearing from God, you're going to make a decision down at this level. You're going to gather a few facts. You're going to bounce it off your three friends. And one of them's always mad at you. And then depending on your mood, you're going to make some kind of decision. And sometimes you'll get it right. Sometimes God is just merciful. And sometimes it just kind of works out that way. And sometimes there's just a common wisdom that you can tap into. This would be the best thing to do for that. But you know what? I don't want myself, I don't want you to make decisions for your life, for your children, for your marriage, for your finances, for your health, for anything else at this level. When we can have some information and insight 
where God sees things and knows things that we don't know. You know, what if you're needing a job? You know, if you're not hearing from God on that job, did you know God knows where the job is for you? And God will never be caught flat-footed and go, oh, man, I don't know. I don't know what to do. And God goes to Google it. You know, no, God knows. Everybody say, God knows. And he's trying to let you know. But if we're not hearing from him and you need a job, listen, there's probably people here today, I'm looking for a job or I'm looking for a better job. God knows where it's at. And so... Otherwise, we're going to look for a job just like everybody else looks for a job. And I think if you need a job, go look for a job. But as believers, let's get God in on this because he sees and knows what we don't know or see. And let's say it goes really well for you. And now, Pastor, I don't know what to do. I got, I got three options. I got three job opportunities. And you catch me in Publix or Target or something ask me which one to take. I don't know. It's above my pay grade, okay? I'm right down here where you are. You know what you need? You need to hear from God. You need to hear from God because God may know some things. You say, oh, I, think, I think I like this one. I think I like this one. But you know what? Do you have the peace that we'll, we'll talk about later in this series? Have you heard from God on that? Because God may know some things that their corporate office doesn't even know yet. God may see there's going to be a downturn in that industry and there's going to be layoffs down the month in that, in that job. God, God may... See and know that, and no one else does. A company may be preparing, and their headquarters is talking about doing it, but no one else knows it. They might be getting ready to relocate. Don't know. Maybe there's a job that God is saying, this is where I want you to go, but, but you're saying, well, the spot that I want isn't open yet. But what you don't know is Mrs. So-and-so is about to retire and move to Montana. And see, God sees. Everybody say, God sees. And God knows. And he's wanting to get that across to us, but we've got to be able to hear him. And this pertains to every area of life. Can I get an amen today? Amen. All right. As we, as we wrap up today, I want to give you two things to know and three things to do. And this will put us in a good place so that you can begin to apply this now. And then we'll give us what we need to build on over the next few weeks here. So two things to know. The first one is this. You ready? You can hear God. Everybody say it. I can hear God. For some of you, that's a news flash. Okay? And for others of you, well, I, I'm just not sure. You can hear God. Say it again. I can hear God. And like I said earlier, religion has, has in many ways and in many pockets misrepresented this, modeled this, and taught this in a wrong way. And so that you're thinking that, no, I can't. And I want you to know, yes, you can you can hear from God. Here's the stipulation though. If you are a sheep. Now some of you are totally lost. This is a metaphor in scripture. Jesus is our good shepherd. He leads us. He guides us. He protects us. He feeds us. We are the sheep of his pasture. We are under his care. Amen. And if we are his sheep, if we are his children under his care, We can hear God. Look with me in John chapter 10, verse 3. To him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep, what? Hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Verse 4. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep 
follow him for or because what? They what? They know his voice. Verse 16. And other sheep I have which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring. And they will hear what? My voice. And there will be one flock and one shepherd. And this was talking about bringing Jews and Gentiles into the family of God. Verse 27. My sheep what? Hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. There's another passage that says, they hear my voice, and another voice they will not follow. And it's all over the scripture. Sheep know his voice. So listen to me. You can hear God. Say, I can hear God. Say it like you mean. I can hear God. Now, we don't have to be weird about it either. You can hear God. But here's the thing. You can. You have the ability But where it falls short for so many of us is we don't know how to recognize it. We don't know how to really receive or respond, recognize God's voice. Look with me in 1 Samuel chapter 3. And the Lord said to Samuel, who's a little boy, and he's staying at the temple with the priest whose name is Eli. The Lord said to Samuel again the third time. So I'm kind of jumping into the story here. So Samuel, notice he called to Samuel. The Lord is speaking to Samuel. So he arose and went to Eli and said, here I am, for you did call me. Then, finally, if you read the whole story, Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Look in verse 9. Therefore, Eli said to Samuel, go, lie down, and it shall be, if he calls you, that you must say, speak, Lord, for your servant hears So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Notice that in verse 10. Now the Lord came and stood and called out as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, speak for your servant hears. Now here's the thing. All along, Samuel was hearing. He could hear, but he didn't know to recognize. He thought it was Eli. He didn't understand how to respond. He didn't understand how, how quite to dial in and to receive that. And so we have the ability. And what we want to make sure is that we know how to recognize and learn to tune in to God's voice. Now, let me clarify something for you here. We see several times here um, reference of ears. You'll hear in your ear and so, so forth. Listen to me. God does not typically speak to these ears. Okay? These outward ears. Everybody grab your ears. The older I've gotten, thank God, my ears have become more aerodynamically correct. When I was a kid, they were out like flaps, you know. So, thank God. But not these ears. Now, can God speak audibly out loud? Absolutely. God can do. Y'all just clear that up. God can do whatever God wants to do, however God wants to do it. But typically he doesn't in our day speak audibly to these ears. I've met some people and they said, no, I've heard God's voice audibly. And I don't doubt that at all. He's not done that with me. Um, Typically God is a spirit and he speaks to our spirit. Spirit to spirit, deep calls to deep. And then our soul processes what's been dropped into our spirit. So I just want to want to clear that. So if you're if you're like, "All right, God, I'm listening." I don't hear you. You probably just need to be quiet and we and and get the rest of the series, okay? Good deal. All right. So the first thing you need to know, you can hear God. Everybody say, "I can hear God." I can hear God. Second thing you need to know is this. 
The number one way God speaks to us is through his word. Read it with me. The number one way God speaks to us is through his word. Now, the Bible is God's word. And God's word is God speaking to us. Okay? So this is the number one way. And we'll look at the numerous ways that God speaks to us. But the number one way is through his word. Any other way that God would choose to speak to us, don't miss this, any other way that he would choose to speak to us, it will always be in line with God's written word. Any other way that you would say God is speaking to me, it will always be in line with his written word. It will never, if it's God, it will never violate or contradict his revealed and written word. Never. God and his word are one and he will not contradict himself. His word is settled forever. And what he would say would always be in line with his word. Can I get an amen on that? Because I want to make sure you get that. Also know that the Bible, this is the source book. This also would be in, in in a way of speaking the language that the Holy Spirit will use. Because part of what the Holy Spirit does is remind us and teach us and guide us. And it's not going to be something out of some left field something. This will be the source. It will, it will, it will flow totally with God's word and then maybe connect with the actual uh, current contemporary right now life, life decision and, and particulars of that. So you can hear God. Know that. You can hear God. And secondly, the number one way that God speaks to us is through his word. Now, quickly, I want to give you three things to do. Three things to do. Number one, read and pray daily. Read and pray daily. Say it with me. Read and pray daily. And by read, I'm not talking about People Magazine. Okay? Read and pray daily. What does this do? Well, when we read God's word and when we study God's word, we're usually trying to learn something. We're also trying to feed ourselves spiritually. But there's another benefit of it that's super important. This is part of the reason why it needs to be daily. I believe in daily exposure to and intake of the word of God. So whether or not you on a certain day fully get down and study and break down, do word studies and, you know, find out the context and and all of those things, you need daily exposure to and intake of the word of God for this reason. You ready? You ready? Because it conditions your spirit and your soul to hear from God. It conditions your soul and your spirit to hear from God. It helps you also to pray then because prayer is communication with God. Prayer is not just one way. It's not just us talking. But we kind of get, we kind of prime the pump, so to speak, when we do pray. And then now we're starting to expect that God is also going to respond. He's going to communicate back to us. And so by reading the word of God and praying daily, it conditions your spirit and your soul so that you're able to tune in and hear his voice. Amen. Second thing you need to do is this, invite God to speak to you. Invite God to speak to you. Here's the reality. He's speaking to you a lot, a lot, regularly. He's speaking to you, but invite him to. And sometimes, how many of you have a situation right now that you're like, I would love to know what God wants me to do on this. Come on. It should be everybody here. I would love to know what God says is the best answer for this, you know. And so invite him. Lord, I'm dealing with this. And invite him to speak to your heart concerning this. Seek 
God concerning something. Invite him to speak to you. As Eli told Samuel, uh, to tell Samuel to say to God, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Speak, Lord. Everybody say that. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Now, that's going to require also, just like Samuel, remember in the verse, he went and laid down. Now, that doesn't mean you have to lay down to hear from God, okay? And that is not scriptural proof of naps, okay? What it, what it really is saying is he went and got still, and it said that he went and lay down in his place, which means he went to a place he was familiar with, a place where there would not be a lot of distraction. You know, you're really going to have a hard time hearing God at a NASCAR race or Chuck E. Cheese, Okay. You know, you need to, if you're seeking God for something, it's going to require that you invite him to speak to you and then God speak to me, speak to me, and then get to a still place without the distractions and interruptions so that you can hear him more clearly. So what do we do? Read and pray daily. Secondly, invite God to speak to you. And then the last one for today, third thing you need to do, keep it simple. Everybody say, keep it simple. Typically when God speaks to us, don't miss this. It's going to be short and sweet. It's not going to be an 11-page discourse. Short and sweet. I mean, look who he's dealing with. <laughs> Treat it as holy. Don't add to it. Don't take away from it. Treat it as holy. I have concerns sometimes how people treat God speaking to them. They almost get cavalier about it. I get worried sometimes about even some television preachers, and don't come ask me who, who would just seem to have this open, free conversation with with God. And the first thing it does, it models wrong for a younger believer, and they're thinking, well, I don't have that, and they think something's wrong with them. Secondly, I don't think it's a proper handling of, of God doing such a holy thing to speak into our lives. Treat it as holy. Keep it simple. Realize that sometimes your answer will come and you know it came and it's not yet registered in your, in your mind. There are times I've gotten alone with God. God, I've got to hear you on this. And I've sensed that he has spoke to my spirit, but I don't know what it is yet. It's almost like an electric thought that comes into me. And over the course of time, sometimes almost right away and sometimes over the course of days or even weeks, it gets processed in my soul and I'm able to kind of wrap words around something that God has dropped into my spirit. And then you know what? Now I can start to see something I couldn't see before or know something that I didn't know before because God has spoke to my heart. And it's a very important thing. So what do we know? I can hear from God. And the number one way that God speaks to me is through his, through his word. What do, what do I do? Pray and read daily. Invite God to speak to you. And then keep it simple. And in that simplicity, keep it holy. If you're looking for God only in the spectacular, you're going to miss him. Because so often he speaks in a whisper, in a still, small voice into your heart. Y'all, we need to hear God. And we can hear from God. Let's condition ourselves. Let's position ourselves. And let's expect The God Almighty who can see and know what I cannot see and what I do not know wants to convey that to me. I'm telling you what, that's what we need every day of our life. And I'm glad we're hearing it on the first day of 2017.
17. Amen? Did you get anything at all out of this today? Amen. Let's do this. Let me have everybody stand if you would. And and let me hold your attention just for a moment longer here. First day of the year. Everybody's, you know, we've got resolutions and we've got high hopes. And it's going to be the best year yet. And I pray it is. And that is my posture, I'm telling you. I'm so much, so glad to be out of 2016. You know, it's one of the roughest years of my life. But, you know, I learned and I grew and I'm believing for, I'm believing for a great, great year. But can I just be honest with you? There are going to be challenges in this year ahead. And so our world is changing. And this is no place to be on your own. You need a savior in your life. You need the abiding presence and power of God in your life. And as I said earlier, you need a personal relationship with Jesus. If you've never opened your heart to receive the Lord into your life, I want us all to pray this prayer here in a moment. And I pray that you'll open your heart and do that. Some of you also, you, you, um, your relationship with God is not where it needs to be. Today's the day. Today's the day to get that right. So I want to lead us in this prayer. And then uh, we're going to dismiss here in just a little bit. And when we do that, I'm going to have some of our prayer team across the front. It will be well worth it for you to take the time and energy. Come and tell them, I began a relationship or I renewed my relationship with the Lord this morning. They have some important information they want to put into your hands, and they're going to cheer you on, and I cheer you on as well. Would you pray this prayer with me? Father God, I come to you now in Jesus' name. Jesus, who loves me, gave himself for me. Lord, I love you, and I give myself to you. I ask you right now, come into my heart, come into my life, be my Savior, and be my Lord. And by the blood of Jesus, shed for me, forgive me right now of every sin, cleanse me from all unrighteousness, make me brand new. Now fill me with your peace, with your joy, with the Holy Spirit, and with the assurance you'll never leave me, you'll never forsake me. Spirit of God, speak into my life. I'm listening. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Meadowbrook Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NBC Ocala.